How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. Who was Daniel? In Daniel's book, it's a production of his time in Babylon as a Jewish exile from Israel. While still a young man, Daniel traveled to Babylon with a group of other young Israelite nobles, men of promise whom the conquering power felt could be used in service. We see this in Daniel 1, 3, and 4. And the king spake unto Ashapenzin, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children of whom had no blemish, but well favored and skilled in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. Now these tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel, were told that if they gave their brightest and the smartest young men that the king would not destroy each tribe. Just think about that for a minute. Each tribe had to select, have a little committee like, that was in charge of finding the ones that were to be sent away. They were royal offspring, without blemish, smart and able to learn. What a better way to keep your enemies under control as to take away their future leaders. What if your child was the one that was chosen to go serve in a strange king. How would the king of Israel be so weak to allow this all to happen? The chosen people, their king let this happen, their ruler. An evil-hearted and pagan worshiping leader that listened to his mother. But that's a different podcast, and it'd probably be on poor leadership. Now, taking away the best and the brightest has two-part issues, and it's really a troubling spot to be being. One of them was that the Israelites had to give away their best young men to the enemy. The men not only had to be smart, but also they were of fighting age in the army of Israel. Another side was that Israel decided, if they decided to go to war to recover those young men, then they would take the chance of all those men being killed or executed. So they would lose them either way. Now once Daniel arrived the leadership of Babylon renamed him Belteshazzar in an effort to be more closely identifying him with his new home. And we see that in Daniel 1 and 7. The king not only did this to the chosen people of Israel, but he also did it to every area that he conquered and took control of. I want you to know, as we look into how the king wanted to teach and educate these new young people into his ways and his languages. He truly thought that he was improving them. This king had better food, clothes, languages, and better gods, he thought. His ways were better than those lesser rulers and tribes that he conquered. He thought his food, language, and ways needed to be learned to make these volunteer slaves better people. He once made this statement to the three Hebrew children, who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? King Nebuchadnezzar thought nothing of insulting all the other gods with this statement. He is a more 
secularity and human humanist than theist. The God he really believes himself to be was not the gods of Babylon. He considered himself better than the gods. So Daniel lived there through the Jews' 70-year captivity, eventually rising to become one of the only three administrators over the provisional govern governors throughout the kingdom. Daniel records his experiences and prophecies for the Jewish exiles during this time in his Babylonian capital, where his service to the king gave him privileges and access to the highest levels of society. His faithful service to the Lord in the land and the culture, not his own, makes him uniquely among all the other people in the scriptures. He's unique in the Bible. Daniel stands as one of the only major figures in the Bible to produce a completely positive record of his actions. His story shows us that even though we are in this world, we are not of this world. Our home is now in heaven while we're here on earth. We should just hold on and follow Jesus in every situation that we're in. Now Daniel knew that God of his ancestors and the one that had delivered the chosen people so many different times would help him if he stayed faithful. Now where is Daniel during this study that we're in? The Babylonian exile the group contained Daniel and his three friends, best known as their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to the culture center of their empire, which was the city of Babylon around 605 BC. This move was part of the first of three deportations. There was one in 605, 597, and then again the last one in 586 BC. And it was carried out by the Babylonians in Israel after they subdued Jerusalem and their faith, unfaithful king, Jochakim. In 2 Kings 23, verse 26, it talks about this. Jochakim was 25 years old when he became king. He reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother was Zebaal, the daughter of Padiam from Ramah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestors had done. And then again, another verse that talks about this deportation and evil things. Second Kings chapter 24 says, During the reign of Jochakim's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon invaded the land of Judah. Jochakim surrendered and paid a tribute for three years, but then rebelled. Then the Lord sent a band of Babylonians, Armenians, Moabites, and Amorites, raiders, into Judea to destroy it just as the Lord had promised through his prophets. You can't be evil and get away with things. Gotta, gotta correct you. The teenager Daniel found himself in the midst of a strong polytheic and that means they have the belief in or worship more than one God. This means that he had apple or great opportunity to fall away from his beliefs and quit serving God. However, he stood firm on his faith among the Babylonian people and several significant matters, including the dietary regulations and worshiping practices. We find that every time God's people fall away from him, there is some trouble that happens. This seems to be one of those times. The ruler over the chosen people should have been seeking God and having all the tribes working on God's plan. Instead, we see that the leadership is evil and they are the ones ruling God's people. Now, where is Babylon today? Babylon is one of the most famous of all the ancient world. It is the center of the flourishing cultures and import trade hub 
of the Mesopotamia civilization. The ruins of Babylon can be found in modern-day Iraq, about 52 miles, or 85 kilometers, to the southwest of the Iraqi capital, Baghdad. I have drove down these streets of Baghdad and walked in those streets. That was why I was in the military while we were at war. It's hard to imagine that some of the area that I was in held so much of biblical stories that we read about. Now, why was Daniel so important? Daniel is one of the few books that takes place during the period of judgment. Many books foretell of judgment, and few of them look back on it. But this was during a foreign nation occupation. Whether it is in the contrast between the cultural idol worship or Daniel's faithful purity and the account of the arrogant King Nebuchadnezzar and his humbling encounter with God, with this new ruling government came new rules, new gods to pray to. In the world, each place has gods that live there. If you went to a new place or a new area, you would have to find out who the new gods was in that area and worship them. To this world, it was strange, and these people and their beliefs, to have a God that was with you and went with you every place you went. To be with you in all your travels and always available. That's key too. He was surrounded by pagan worships in the book of Daniel, and it makes the Lord's power shine through this in a magnificent and majestic way that stands out in the scripture. The book of Daniel makes it clear that the one true God is superior ruling over heaven and earth, even when all seems lost and the consequences of sin seem overwhelming. So what's the big deal about the book of Daniel? Well, the book of Daniel stands as a unique mix of the Old Testament. For a while, it begins with history. It makes a strong transition around chapter 7, where it contains visions of the future events significant to the Jews. In particular, in Daniel 9, 24 through 27 gives a meticulous guideline or timeline of the Israel's Messiah would appear and how the events would follow. In both the historical and prophetic sections, Daniel represents a strong case for the absolute sovereignty of God, even over the multiplicity of self-absorbing foreign powers. This theme of sovereignty occurs a number of occasions during Daniel's deliverance from the lion's den. And the three Hebrew children who were his friends that were rescued from the fiery furnace, and the future arrival of the Ancient of Days to save his people from the forces of evil. Now, how do I apply this? Daniel and his God-fearing friends were forced to live in Babylon, in a different place, far from their home and far from the land that God had promised them. I wanted to point out here at this time that these four Hebrew individuals were not the only ones that were sent to this new place, but they're the only ones that stayed true to their faith. We often get challenged and the enemy wants us to take the easy way out and change our faith or our beliefs. Don't bend or change from the pressures around you. Later in the book, Daniel prophesied of terrible trials still to come in the promised land in Daniel 11:31. However, the trial was, though, it was always the result of sin. Have you endured the weight or consequences of sin and felt as though God had left you behind? That he had stranded you in the world far from comforts associated with home? Then the book of Daniel paints a portrait of how to serve God faithfully in the middle of such a world or a situation. 
and how to preserve in hope even in the immediate solutions and problems get us down. We have talked about being faithful and true to your beliefs. We have the Bible and the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, which is the same, to help us in every situation. Often we have things come against us and we can bow down and pray to God about it and we know that He hears us. We often wonder how those that don't have God in their hearts and how they get through things. I guess that's how drugs and alcohol come into people's lives, searching for help and peace but not finding any. I will tell you that when faced with a bad situation, we see that Daniel and the others hold on to God. They didn't have the Holy Ghost to help encourage them. They only had their faith in the promise that they had learned from their leadership and teachers and scriptures. As most of the heroes in the Old Testament, we find that they walked only by faith and trusting God. Now today, with the gift of the Holy Ghost, living inside of each one of us who believe we should have more wonderful stories and people of power standing up against the evil of this world. But we as a whole act scared and unsure if we should stand up against such evil. It would have been easy for Daniel to blend in and change to the new leadership and bow down to their demands. But being a Christian will have others making up lies and stories against you and tricking someone into doing something to you. But when we come to know God and we can trust Him and keep your faith in God, everything will work out. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Daniel. And uh, I'm thanking you for being with me. We'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that no matter what we go through and what we're faced with and how we're displaced and things come against us, that we can trust you, that we can put our faith in you and trust the Holy Spirit to guide us and to teach us and to help us through each situation. But we have to be holding on to your hand in everything. We thank you and we praise you. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.